When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show, the post-signing day show. Happy signing day as we're... A day later than normal because we wanted to get everything in the can and God, we should have like a drink right now or something. We don't. We're just drinking our coffee right now because we're still working. But another signing day in the books. Uh, Nebraska closes out, guys, with a top 25 recruiting class. Um, A lot of intrigue, a lot of drama, as always. Um, You know, I think the headline as we start this show out clearly is how quickly things developed over the last week with quarterback Dylan Riola. Um, to give Matt Rule that ultimate cherry on top, that ultimate recruit that seemingly we haven't seen Nebraska get in a number of years, an impact player that could potentially change your program in Dylan Riola. Yeah, that's what that's what five star players tend to do, and that's I'm sure that's what they hope he does. They, I, Rule is sort of old school in nature, I think, so he's he's not handing. You know, he made made it pretty clear they're not handing him any jobs, but I mean. He is what he is. I mean, he's a 6'3", 230-pound son of a former player, NFL player, who has a good mind for the game, and a, and he throws a deep ball really well, throws all, throws all passes really well. So, yeah, I mean, it's – and I, I like that, and I like I, I really like the fact they have all these number one ranked guys in different states, several states, yeah, mm-hmm. several states, and, and you know the top three probably being Carter Nelson, Nebraska, Grant Bricks, Iowa, and then the kid in Hawaii, uh, Preston Telmore. Yeah, um, you, you didn't so, want to have another uh, Jordy Ball moment there, right? So and I like I mean I like that I like I like that that they have those guys. Um, so yeah, and and you know what else? One other thing. One other thing. It was really smooth today. The organization is, yeah. Is, I really appreciate. I was expecting chaos. It was like no. totally streamlined. We were done by eleven a.m. Right. The I've guy, been by a lot of signing days mm-hmm. where traditionally three, four o'clock because there's just so many things to get in a row. A Matt Rule signing day was in the bag by eleven a.m. Th- that's no accident, mm-hmm. but I, I just doubt that's accident. Like he's he 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 he. If you want to be challenged, he's a good guy to work for. Yeah, they said he was going to be at the press conference podium at 11.30, and he walks in the door at 11.30. That's like, what he is. <laughs> that's perfect. Well, that's where he is. That's how he – usually he's a little early. I know. He's, he's running guy. late. Well, yeah. and operationally, they've got two guys, Vince Ginta, Ryan Callahan. They were around with the previous staff. Vince Ginta's been around for multiple Nebraska staffs, but those guys do a really good job behind the scenes kind of managing yeah. the logistics yeah. of the recruiting process. There's a lot of people involved, but those two guys were key cogs in this oh, year yeah. one, and, and they don't get a lot of credit. But you know, a lot of a lot of things go into place when you have a class of this size and roster management now that's going to come forward. But man, Dylan Riola, then you convince Daniel Kalen to stay. Um, I did think it was interesting, and I asked the first question was just I asked rules about the quarterbacks and mm-hmm. just how that the week went because it at one point felt like McCord, but 
Um, I thought it was interesting, Rob, and he said that there wasn't an offer that was even made to another quarterback this week. Yes, Sip was talking about this earlier. He kind of just slipped that in there. You know, he slipped it, it in. It, it wasn't like a, a direct, like emphatic thing. It was like, oh, we didn't offer any quarterbacks. You had one on campus. Like, you didn't offer them. Yeah. Like, that's pretty telling. And so, you know, I'm sure that the, uh, you know, potential of a Dylan Raiola maybe changed the dynamic of that entire visit. And then once things became more and more real the answer of what Nebraska was going to do became pretty clear. But, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, just that Sunday, the quarterback position going into it looked entirely different than what it ended up, uh, just with how quickly that thing moved. You don't see that very often. Uh-uh. So December 10th is the date to remember. That could be a critical date in Nebraska football history. That's December 10th is the day that uh, Rayola called rule, that Dylan Rayola called him and said, hey, I've had a change of heart. I want to follow my heart. Um, so that was Sunday, December 10th. McCord, is, as uh, Robin alluded, was here Monday, December 11th, and Tuesday, December 12th. Oh, yeah. I mean, no – okay, so rule says no offer was made to McCord. That just sounds to me like McCord was on campus. The the the, the Rayola thing was real. The Rayola thing happened, and we can't offer mm-hmm. you. We just can't do it. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Well, Sorry, it changed. That's probably the preferred route that they wanted because Rule's always talked about if, if he has a choice between a high-level high school guy that he can develop and a one-and-done rental transfer player, he's going to go for the long-term build. Right. And so I think that that fit more of kind of what they're, what they're doing at every other position. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a guy that can be the centerpiece mm-hmm. of that rebuild, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer in that situation compared, so. to, compared to a McCord one-and-done. Right. I, I just think McCord was probably the route before mm-hmm. Rayola came into play, right? It all happened pretty fast. And as Rule said, I, I'm always going to do my due diligence. Yes, he and, covered himself. I mean, they met with Cam Ward. They, they met with Will Howard. Good point, Sean. They met with Sam Levitt. Yep, good point. Um, they met with Blake Chapin, mm-hmm. and they could have got some of that those That was guys. before Rayola. And that was, I mean, think mm-hmm. about the week before the money, the time, and investment they spent in doing their, quote, due diligence of the quarterback recruiting. <laughs> That's a pretty expensive due diligence. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing a lot of T's and dot and I's there. It, but, you know, the, the one thing, you know, the selfish thing is the recruiting guy in me knows, like, if they could have had Raiola earlier, think how much more fruitful this class could have even delivered. I mean, just – Sure. They never really got to – I mean, it almost – and they made a late run at Ryan Wingo, the receiver in St. Louis, who's going to Texas. But, you know, the one thing you, you wish, just selfishly as a recruiting follower, to, to be able to reap the full benefits of Dylan Raiola. And they, they had like a few days to, and that was it, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so now, you hope now next year for 2025 he can help them more with some of the guys because um, he is a, a recruiting brand. I mean uh-huh. – well, I hope if he throws for about 3,500 yards. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. I'm always – he's got to win the job. He's got to win the job. And Ch- Chubba Purdy's in that room and Heinrich Harburg's in that room and uh, Kalen is in that room. Those are the scholarship guys. Daniel Kalen is the fourth. So we'll see where it goes. And Rule proudly spoke about the retention they've had on this roster. Just yeah. three scholarship guys in the portal. Eric Fields departed on his own. And the retention of guys that came back that could have just hung it up was about as good as you could have hoped. Um, Nick Henrich would have been one, but his injury situation, we don't know about Ethan Piper. 
Well, but, he, he rule said that that's to be determined. That Piper's got to determine if he can if he can do it feasibly. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. That no, either no matter what, if he plays, he's going to be in the program as a player or a or coach. coach yeah. I thought that was notable. They love Ethan Piper. Yeah. I mean, so he'll be around. Think about it. his mom gave a, a pep talk to the team, like mm-hmm. in the locker room before a game this year. I mean, the, the, and you know, just he's a huge part. He would have been a single digit guy in this program. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's a guy they want around one way or another. But yeah, the retention of this roster, it's created an interesting numbers challenge. But I think that's everywhere in college football. You still have two more years of this COVID year in its full bloom that you're going to have to deal with. The, 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 I use the analogy all the time you have a five seat car. And you're trying to get six people in there, and it's hard to get people on people's laps. Mm-hmm. And that's what every college roster is right now. It's a five-person car trying to get a six-person on a lap. And everyone loves my analogies. There's another one for you. Yeah, that's pretty good. How, how far are they over? <laughs> I mean, 10, 15. <laughs> double digits. Double digits. <laughs> double digits. This is where, like, it's tax season two. And I'll use this analogy. Okay, so, here we go. This, this is, is where having a, a good accountant. Yeah, keep it going. Makes it worthwhile because you got to do some creative accounting. You have to figure out ways around the tax laws, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) without going to prison. Shuffle (laughs) some assets. (laughs) But I I think they've they've got a good thing going. And you know, you heard Trev Alberts this week. You heard Matt Rule praise the eighteen ninety collective, and I do think Nebraska's nil in the last month. You just sense that things have really turned a corner there mm-hmm. as far as just everybody kind of being aligned, mm. uh, realizing the importance of it, what they're doing. There's been a grassroots fundraiser campaign that's brought in around a million dollars. Around a million, yeah. Um, so I think that's been big this week, too, to watch that play out because, guys, they're not going to do this without NIL. They need the NIL. You need the AD, you need the head coach, you need the fan base. And everybody aligned. I feel like this week, especially, we've really seen that take off. Have you seen that, Rob? Yeah, it seems like for the first time since the NIL era began, Nebraska got everybody pulling the rope the same direction. You know, it seemed like there was you know multiple collectives and you know not necessarily full public backing of a collective and, right. and everything. Everybody was just kind of doing their own thing yeah. for a while. Well, now you got the AD praising the collective. Yeah. You got the head coach praising the collective. You have the collective making media rounds, going on your radio show yeah. right. and Did doing fundraisers. Yeah, doing a live chat on Husker Online. Yeah, like, right. I mean, they're they're out there in public and they have the full backing of the university, the athletic department, and the head football coach. It's a little bit easier than before because. You had a lot of just message board whisper and things going on about NIL. And, and now I think everyone's, all right, this is this is the collective. This is what's going on. It's yeah. going well. And they got Dylan Riola. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean they, and, and, you know, I mean, they had to pay for him. Yeah. I mean, Don't we'll never know that. how much he made, but right. it, it, it's safe to say it's championship money. Yeah. I keep using that phrase because you're beating out Georgia for number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're paying championship money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was not a discount purchase. No. no. I mean. <laughs> you don't get guys like that. No. Like that. Especially somebody in his prime yeah. that, that had the Georgia and Ohio State as one time. So uh, lots to hit on. We're going to talk more Husker signing day next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. 
You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show, post-signing day edition. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett later will be joined by Abby Barmore, probably sunburned from her trip down in Tampa, um, as she'll join us in the show for the mailbag. But uh, before we get to some more signing day discussion, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by our favorite sponsor, one of our favorite sponsors, Nuts.com. Um, guys, it's holiday season. You got family coming over. You got guests. You're just going to be home watching football, hanging out. Go to nuts.com. They have everything you could ever imagine, not just nuts and popcorn and snack. I mean, just tons of pantry staple items. We have been working on this basket, guys, for two weeks. Yeah, it's taking a lot of self-control. And, and we haven't really dented the basket all the way. I mean, there's a lot of work oh, left we, to do. We well, we're prioritizing. We're picking out all the the top line stuff and working our way down the bourbon pecans typically go quick yeah that lasts yeah, about are. 35 minutes yeah and so. I'm, I'm having to restrain myself from eating the caramel corn right now that yeah, big bag of it corn. Mm. those peppermint balls were something else too <laughs> yeah so <laughs> check check them else. out and we've got a, if, you, if you've never ordered from nuts.com we've got a great deal for new uh husker online users that want to take advantage of it um just go to nuts.com slash husker and they'll not only give you free shipping, but they will give you a free gift as well by simply using nuts.com slash Husker. You got to spend $29, um, and that's for new Husker Online users ordering off nuts.com. Check it out. Great product, great company, and we're proud that they sponsor us here on the Husker Online Show. Okay, let's get into the discussion because this really caught me by surprise from a year ago to now. Last year, Nebraska signed 12 scholarship transfer portal players. And I'll never forget, at St. Michael's, we did a recruiting night. We broke down all the portal guys. Ed Foley said, hey, Sean, we'll never do this again. Like, we're not going to have this many transfer guys like this probably ever again. And they take one. And it's really not even a tradition. I wouldn't even call it a traditional transfer portal player. It's an FCS guy with four to play three. Um, almost, I mean, he's played one year of college football at a lower level, and now you'll have him for three years. This is not like going to Florida or Georgia and bringing in a guy or Virginia like they did a year ago. This is more in the line of what Matt Rule wants to do. It's it's identify, develop, and then retain. And, and that's what this class to me is all about. Um, they're not trying to get shortcuts now or quick fixes. It's about identifying, developing, and then retaining those players in your program Obviously, with your great resources like NIL. Well, I'm glad you mentioned 1890 in that equation because, <coughs> excuse me, it's really important because it, now, isn't it interesting that he's doing this, this sort of going the hard way, the long way in this world where people are taking shortcuts all the time as much all as the they time. can? So it's not, you know, if I was going to talk to rule man to man, I'd ask him. Are you sure about this? Look at Mel I mean, Tucker, though. It worked for one year, and then look what happened. Right, right. But I'd say kids, a lot of the kids that you're developing, if they're not playing, they're going to want to jump. You know, you can't play all, everybody, although they do play a lot. That's one thing that, that Nebraska does now under rule, especially on defense, is plays a lot of, they play a lot of different guys. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying it won't work. It's just interesting in this day and age. And I've talked to enough coaches that, that know what he's doing, and, and they raise that mm -hmm. and say that's that's difficult. They take care of those bottom guys, though. Yeah, they take care of them, and that's where the 1890 helps a lot because um, they, do, they do keep players happy that maybe aren't playing that much. Mm -hmm. 
And you're not going to get those options elsewhere. Right? I think the types of kids they're recruiting too. I mean, yeah. you know, the emphasis on in-state recruiting. You got guys that want to be here. I think it makes a big difference. And go and get a bunch of random dudes from Florida and Georgia. Now they're getting those players, but it's not nearly the volume that it had been. You know, guys that have no connection to Nebraska, they're just here for the opportunity on the field. And if that opportunity doesn't come, then they're out of here. True. I think that that's a big part of it. But then <clears throat> going back to the, the portal numbers, I thought Matt Rule made a really interesting – point where he says we have our own portal you know there are transfer portal additions were ty robinson nash hutmacher ben scott bryce benhart bullock you know bullock yeah john bullock those types of guys that are you know proven commodities known commodities chubba purdy yeah i mean so, so like when you look at their portal recruiting it's not just who they're bringing in from outside it's who they're keeping oh yeah because you're re-recruiting those guys and you're convincing them to stay in the same way you would with Key another guy. Portal and retention player. is probably honestly the cheaper route than going out and finding a guy equal or better than the guy you lose. You think? Like, if you lost Bryce Benhart, and I'm just going to, you know, and you couldn't do the portal because he wanted more money or whatever, to go find another Bryce Benhart, oh, yeah. then you're going you're gonna to spend a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's where NIL gets out of – that's where it gets wild. That's where, you know, there's some programs right now like Mississippi and Missouri and Oregon – and, and they're shelling it out. They're just writing out funny money. I mean, it's crazy. The Marty amount, Bird money. I mean, it's crazy the amount of money some of these teams are doing. And, it, you know, it, more power to them. That's, that's, what, that's the game right now. That's, that's what you got to do. But Matt Rule's approach is retention. It's mm-hmm. fine, identify, retain. He says some interesting things like, like if you're not happy, he doesn't say this, but if you're – I'm talking to fans now. If you're not happy with a Bryce Benhart – or a Ben Scott, all you have to do is think about if they go into the portal and how popular they would be, how much mm-hmm. demand there would be for a Bryce Benhart in the portal, for a Ben Scott in the portal. They'd be high-dollar players. Mm-hmm. with they get a lot of attention. They'd be in the Power Five in a major school. Yep, absolutely. And those are hard. Like we, I think Nebraska fans have learned how hard it is to get old linemen from the portal. You end up more with a Hunter Anthony, Jacob Hood, Williams type guy mm-hmm. than you would a Ben Hart type player. Yeah. Now Ben Scott's the exception. Like yeah, that, he was an exception. That's a bona fide starter. They pulled, but guess God what Ben damn. Scott is? Yeah. He's connected to Nebraska. He he's is. connected to the Riola. So yeah. they had they had a connection to Ben Scott, but they thought they had one a year ago, Walter Rouse. No connection though. And then then boom. Oklahoma stepped in and Swooped stole in. Yes. Well, Rouse had committed to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he announced doing interviews. his switch. <laughs> ah, he was doing. He was doing interviews. He, he announced his switch on a Saturday like, morning without without even telling Nebraska. I think Abby was the one who informed us. Of I that. was standing on Runza on seventieth yeah. and Van Dorn. <laughs> Thank God I was sitting at my kitchen and I about table. Threw my phone. <laughs> Did you? Well, just because I'm like, that that was a crazy off season. I mean, yeah. just and like God, here we are. I'm just taking my daughters to a dance camp or something and. It's like, can it stop? Yeah. You know? No, no, not last year was weird, but it, but it won't be like that, no, Sean. It's not right. going to be like that. He's that, and that's what Matt Rule's trying to get away from is just having you throw your phone at a coffee shop. That's what he's trying to get away on from. a Saturday morning when you're with your family because Walter <laughs> Rouse just pulls the plug on Nebraska out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So no, but it, truthfully, that's the off-season movement will it won't be significant as long as you know they're. They're progressing. I mean, we saw with Frost what happened with Frost. Mm-hmm. I think he he didn't want to be a, a portal type coach. He but, had to. But what happened? He had a gun to him. He had he yeah. had to find. Yeah, he had to find something to try to get him over the top, mm-hmm. and, and he went into the portal. 
And he just and kept I, trying. I mean, yeah. it's like a mixed drink where he just kept trying to pour things into it. And Questionable analogy. I mean, just, just, I mean, he was just, he was just put, putting things together, trying to make it work. And it Very just, questionable. It's okay, Sean. A soup. Stew. It's a little safer. You're awful. Uh, but yeah, no, it's I and I think it's important that we continue to drive home how rules trying to do this because it's it is still relatively early in his tenure, we hope. Um and I'm always interested in what he has to say about the way he's going about it. Mm-hmm. And I find myself nodding in agreement about ninety eight percent of the time. I just I walk out of a deal like today and I'm just thankful um for for the fans' sake mm-hmm. that he's the head coach because he, he has a plan. He verbalizes it very well, which is really important for everyone. Really important. Every, 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 everybody from the players to Trev Alberts to the chancellor. You have a leader who verbalizes the way he wants to go about business. God, that, I can't tell you how important that is. You kind of touched on this, Sip, where like it, it works. That plan is great now, and it's working really well now, but you have to show steps Rogers, forward. Yeah. I mean, like you can't keep selling what we're going to be in two or three years when you're two or three years down the road and there's been zero progress, you're winning four or five games every year. You know so how it works, That's though? the next challenge. A good quarterback. Yes. It's hey. like that game you like to watch on Sunday a lot, Robin. Hey, this season been a whole lot different if the if. quarterback situation was yeah. somewhat manageable. And if you have a quarterback that can execute and make the throws, I mean, Nebraska couldn't even run an offense at times last year. Right, right. No, so. and, and that's what you hope, that they, that they found their guy or found two of them. I mean, don't you can't count Daniel Kalen out no. of this thing. And you can't, and you really, you, you have to leave open the possibility that Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg will, will develop. Keep in mind, yeah. both those guys are true freshmen that have never played a college practice snap uh. before. So don't put all your eggs in no, those baskets you, just yet. How many of those big time quarterbacks that you see were really good as freshmen? Not, not hard. I mean, Jaden Daniels, Williams at USC, no, they weren't. They weren't. We'll see how it works as a freshman. All right. When we come back, uh, I want to talk more about the transfer portal. Should Nebraska pursue another player or two to this roster or stay where they're at? We'll discuss that and more next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Before we continue our signing day discussion here, post-signing day discussion, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by one of our great sponsors, Caldera Lab. And it's Christmas time. You're looking for a gift for yourself, a gift for your husband, your uh, someone in your life, that, that stocking stuffer. No better gift to get them than Caldera Lab. It is a daily men's skin care product. Takes about 30 seconds to use in the morning and the, in the evening. Um, 94% of men have seen results by using Cadera Lab. They look younger. Uh, I've been using it all football season. Your skin just feels better. You feel fresh. Um, it is such a great product. And we've got a special here for Husker Online viewers, for uh, new Caldera Lab customers. 
Just simply go to calderalab.com and use promo code HUSKER, and they're going to give you 20% off your order of Caldera Lab. Um, that's promo code HUSKER at Caldera Lab, and you'll receive 20% off of your order. Thank you again to Caldera Lab for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. Okay, gentlemen, let, let's get into the discussion because it's now dead period. It's holidays. We're going to get our prime ribs and enjoy mm. Christmas time here over the weekend. When are you posting the recipe, by the way? I, I got to do my recipe post, the, the annual yeah, you're ah, running out of time. Dean's Prime Rib <laughs> Recipe ah, Post. People like look forward to it. it, it, it it's it's a holiday of, tradition. I mean, it's just somebody else's YouTube video that I share, <laughs> and it's become my recipe. Um, and I mean, it gets thousands of engagements, though. It's, really? it's insane. Um, and... You literally just throw the thing in the oven and go to church, and you come home, and it's done. Beautiful. When I'm on the message board, can I refer to you as Dean? No. <laughs> well, I call you Steve. No. Yeah, no. People call you Steve, though, right? Some, I, not very many, but yeah. I mean, it's weird to say Steven. Yeah. Like, it just sounds too official. Okay. So no Dean is the <laughs> takeaway on this not. one. I, kinda yeah, I got like shut down Dean very quickly. <laughs> okay, oh. I won't call you Dean. <laughs> Sean. Being high, being just on the message. Some board. guy will just be like, "What's up, Dean?" Like, Hell, but um, Dean. It's a joke that goes back. Somebody misspelled my name because the S and the D are by each other on a keyboard, and so they called me Dean instead of Sean. And now that's my internet stage. Name. He ran for governor and just never looked back. That's my stage name. But um, <laughs> let's get into um, yeah. So January third through seventh is there's a portal window. You can okay. have five days where you can actually host portal visitors. And the point of that is to give guys an opportunity to visit a campus before classes start. Now, Nebraska doesn't start till January 22nd. Players report January 14th. So there is time, mm-hmm. um, plenty of time till the 22nd. Um, but should Nebraska bring anybody in, um, are they going to have to get creative with NIL if they want to take other players? Because there is some interest. Uh, Dante uh, Daldwell out yeah. of Mississippi, the running back, who's an Oregon um transfer portal entry really really good player is interested in nebraska there's guys like that out there i mean will matt rule look at a guy like that should they look at a guy like that well, the oregon back yes yeah because he could be their starting running back he's he was a four-star recruit who played as a true freshman in oregon carried 16 times for 90 yards not a big sample size i get it but but Oregon is loaded at running back. That they he, burn his red shirt. Yeah, he burned his. I mean, he's good enough to burn his red shirt at Oregon. Which, just put it this way, it'd be like burning your red shirt at Ohio State right now. Like, ask yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to throw Emmett Johnson under the boat. Emmett Johnson have burned his red shirt at Oregon. Would, um, probably not. I mean, right. no. This guy's six two two twenty two eighteen. He's perfect downhill back that rule Matt always talks about. Just along the lines of Gabe Irvin Jr., he'd give he'd give you two Gabe Irvin Jr. He's friends with Hartstog too. Hello, is he really? Yeah, they competed against each other in Mississippi. Okay, see, no, he's really intriguing to me. Of everything that's going on right now, post signing day, there's nothing that I am more interested in than Dante Daldwell. Yes, n- nothing. I mean, he would be perfect for rules offense well and today rule was asked specifically about the running back position the yeah. fact that they didn't add one and he said well he left the door open so mm-hmm. we could still go add a transfer so like that that discussion is not closed about adding another guy especially if you can get one of that caliber but i will say he did it again today every time matt rule talks about quentin ives like his yeah. eyes light up yeah, like they up. are extremely excited about him and i wonder how much that changes their whole approach 
to running back? Like, do they not feel the need that they need to go and get that uh, high price transfer running back because they feel like they've got a dude already in the in the room right now, surrounded by a bunch of veterans that have played in Big Ten games? The other thing he says, though, rule is that I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking away your opportunity if you're on the roster, but I will bring in guys to compete with you. Mm-hmm. And this would fall in that category. Um, will Gabe Urban be fully ready for that's spring? That's the other thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Ramir Johnson be right. full go? That's the other thing. Um, you know, and I think Rule has a lot of respect for those two veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does. Gabe Urban is one of the most respected guys on the team. And so I think it's sensitive because, let's be honest, how well will that go over in that room? And it's, it is sensitive. Don't kid yourself. He was the number six ranked running back in the country. It can be in the running back room. Ron Brown, man, used to drive that point home to us when he was a running backs coach that it is not easy to keep all those guys in a running back room satisfied because they mm-hmm. all think they're the best one. They all want the ball. That's just, that's just the way they're cut out. Now, some are obviously more patient than others, but, no, it is sensitive. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, that kid that – kid, that's in the portal from Oregon is something to watch. Yeah, and they, you know, is there any other needs out there? Doesn't yeah, I mean they don't it? have the they don't have the numbers. I mean, there's not. I mean, receiver and look. Yeah, they would have loved um, Wingo to come to Nebraska out of St. Louis, but they, you know, just didn't didn't really have enough time to to work that one over. But it comes down to if a, if a big good receiver presents himself in the portal, you try to make it work. Mm-hmm. I mean. Numbers, especially if your new quarterback wants him, you know. Yeah, yeah. You wanted Wingo. New, new quarterback him. needs him. Yeah. Julian yeah. Fleming was another receiver they hosted, and you know, it's been really quiet. I, I think most expect him to go to Penn State, and some even think that he may not even do an announcement, just kind of show up there. I mean, a lot of these portal things are hard to follow. I mean, most of them are not very ceremonious. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to. Some will tweet every offer. Very few do, and you know. Guys just kind of keep their portal recruiting. It's they're not kids. I mean, a lot of times they're grown men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Levitt was one that would talk, but he was just because he was a freshman. Um, and then you like you couldn't talk to Kyle McCord, um, couldn't talk to Cam Ward. I mean, just literally couldn't talk to him. There's, but Levitt was right out of high school, basically, so he would probably still do it anyway. Yeah, they announce it. They announce it on Twitter, but you can't. Fleming could just show up somewhere. It, yeah, that's. And, and, you know, the way it works is you become a member of that new team once you participate in a organized team activity or go to class. Yeah, and, and as of right now, uh, Bly Hill, the only transfer Bly player, Hill. son of Leroy Hill, former 2004 ATC Player of the Year from Clemson, um, which is going way back. But Bly Hill, 6'3 um, corner. And, you know, I, I'm not expecting him as – I mean, w- will he be good enough – to, to play next year that that remains to be seen or is he a guy that they could play four games and keep a red shirt on and develop his body more yeah it just it comes down to what he looks like you got to compete i mean who, who knows right now sean but yeah. they clearly had to see something in him just to say we're going to go after bly hill yeah yeah and i mean i think just having more options i mean quentin newsom is probably the biggest shoes they have to fill uh, of all the departures and so go get a guy that has a little bit more experience and he'll give you some more options there all right, when we come back, uh, we'll bring in Abby Barmore. We'll take your questions here in the mailbag. You're listening to the Oscar Online Show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, Abby Barmore joining us here back from Tampa uh, to get in the mailbag. But before we get to that, Steve Sipple, the mailbag brought to you by. Thank you, Sean. It's brought to us and you by Larson Motors. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one spot. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram has never been easier. Start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. All right, it's mailbag time. Abby, you're back from Tampa, by the way. How, how was your week? Um, big road week for you. You were gone six nights. Good yeah, it was a long time, but it was it was fun. Despite the result, I had a good time. And she made her television debut. She was on cha- our proud affiliate KTV Channel 7 on the volleyball pregame show. Really? Abby. Rising I, star. I told them if they win an Emmy, they got to put my name on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, mailbag time. Uh, what do you have, Ab, to start us out okay. with? Okay. Which player that flipped to the Huskers or was a new commit on Wednesday will make the biggest impact at Nebraska? Well, take not, Ra- not Raiola. Yeah, let's take Raiola out of the question. Um, Donovan Raiola. Or Dominic, excuse me. Yes. I mean, neither of them. You talking about just the guys that went Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. Who? Yes, oh. the guys. A couple of guys that flipped today. God, I, I really think Vincent Shavers is a sneaky good one. The University of Miami. Think how many good linebackers are in Miami, and he was committed to them for a long time, and they kind of filled up their their number situation there. You know he. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a steal. Like, Shavers to get a linebacker that was going to go to the U in Miami. That's mm-hmm. from Miami mm-hmm. to come to Nebraska mm-hmm. because they they don't just take a linebacker there for the hell of it. No, that's Ray Lewis. You man. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm with you. That's a good one. That's the one I'll take. Um, and I and I got to tell you, Rob, before Rob goes, I'm not qualified necessarily because I haven't looked at the film on these guys. I haven't. I mean, they're new. What are we paying you to do? Right. I. I <laughs> Not, I've looked at the film on some of the guys, but not the mo- not the most recent ones. So uh, yeah, it's a hard one for me. But I like Sean's answer. How about Sanders, Amari Sanders, Amari. Yeah, another. I mean, they got. Why three, do you say that? Rob? Three Miami guys on the final day. Well, just because he's you know, Rulis talks so much about the versatility, and I was we've seen guys can play a number of different positions. It seems like he's kind of one of those interchangeable pieces that at some position he's probably going to have a chance to to see some opportunity i mean with the way that they rotate um you know i guess when you're narrowing it to that those wednesday flips why not throw them in there what do you got next abby okay do you anticipate nebraska still pursuing a transfer quarterback after signing two in this class no question i I don't think so i mean unless something drastic happens with like chubba purdy Mm -hmm. or heiner carberg that you know they've got a couple more weeks on the portal front but I just don't see it. I, I mean, they got Raiola. I think Raiola, Kalen, two Elite 11 quarterbacks. Well, yeah. And two quarterbacks with Big Ten starts under their belts. Right? Well, and if you listen to Rule closely today, he he basically said they're standing pat. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really expressed his 
confidence with the four guys, the, scho- the four scholarship guys that they have. Two elite 11 quarterbacks right. and the brother of Brock Purdy. Yeah. And then Heinrich Harburg, who's got versatility. Right. It's a pretty good room. It's not bad. Who are a few players from this class that you see making an impact next season? Hmm. Oh, man, now i got to pull up the list because there's, there's a lot. I mean, Go Carter Nelson. Carter Nelson, yeah. Raiola um, is a given. You know, it's a matter of how many guys can break past that four-game barrier. I think Keelan Smith, he'll be here early. He was the Missouri High School Football Player of the Year. Had like 1,200 yards receiving. Are we – now, I don't want to overthink this. Davon Hall's got the body to do it. I mean, and they need a – I mean, hey, hold on now. What do I always emphasize at receiver? I don't like – okay, nothing against the little guys, but it's – I just – I don't want to see a lot of five nine receivers trotting out there. Davon Hall trots out there at six two, One. two two. What is he? he he'll be about two oh five two ten. That's the kind of bodies you need in a big. And 10. he can run his his miles per hour speed at the University of Tennessee's camp would have been as fast as any player on the Vols roster. Yeah, I'm going Davon Hall. What about Jacory Barney? Okay, and I say that because Rule unprompted brought him up. Yeah, yeah he's talking about Carter Nelson's versatility, and then he brought up Barney. Mm-hmm. The fact that. You know, they saw him as a receiver, but he played quarterback. Played he quarterback. can play running back. Like, he's in that conversation of guys that can play multiple spots, that inherently increases your opportunity to see the field. So, yeah. he's going to have a shot. Yeah. I, you'll seldom hear a football coach talk about positionless offense, defense as much as rule. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's all about That's what that. their program is going to be built on. Yeah. Okay. Next one. What kind of impact can Dylan Rayola have on future recruiting classes? I mean, I think his name just carries so much weight around the country, and he can reach out to people and get their attention. Like, he could just say, bro, I need some help. Come help us out. We need receivers. We need this. We need that. Come win with me. And, you know, it's like in the NFL. If a Patrick Mahomes or someone like that reaches out to you, you're going you're gonna to listen. Dylan Raiola has that kind of impact on young high school players around the country. They know who he is, uh-huh. and when he reaches out, it carries some weight. Well, there's got to be a willingness to do it, and he seems to have that willingness, and I think charis- charisma helps. And he's he's got his own kind of charismatic personality. Yeah, so I, what I'm suggesting is he could be a gigantic boon to the recruiting operation. I think the degree of his impact will be heavily – predicated on his on-field performance well, sure. if he plays it like you said if he goes out there and lights it up mm. all of a sudden his phone calls or text messages or dms to other recruits hit they hit a little harder if he struggles and you know just just doesn't look all that great and it looks kind of disjointed maybe that pitch doesn't right. resonate the right. same way it would otherwise right okay what were the biggest surprises positive and negative from for nebraska on national signing day there was i mean I, 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 there wasn't a ton of negative. I mean, they, they made a late push behind the scenes on a few things. Like Wingo, I think they at least got in his ear a little bit. Wingo. The, the, the top mm-hmm. – uh, one of the top receivers in the country went in, to Texas. And, and he's, he's, looks, he's Missouri bound? Texas. Texas bound. Yeah. Um, and, th- th- again, it goes back – it's hard to flip somebody when, when they're at the altar about ready to get married. I mean, like – you know, you got to have a little courtship time to yeah. do it. And Nebraska didn't have much. No, they they got very little court opportunity with the the Rayola. Um, right. It, a lot of people were asking us that question last week. Can he bring a lot of players with? Can he bring some some players with him? And my standard response was just not that much time. You're asking guys to cancel their wedding and set up a new one in less than a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Hard to do. Hard to do. Especially the really good players who've been through the recruiting process. For a long time, for years, multiple years. 
Yeah, I'd try to say maybe the one disappointing thing for me, and I use disappointing loosely, is that they didn't get that big, bona fide, big-bodied number one wide receiver. Okay. You know, that, that transfer portal guy, like the, the yeah. Fleming type, yeah. that is going to be your clear number one. They and don't have a clear number one. And he's, be the, and he's got the body to be a clear Big Ten number one wide receiver. I, they, that's kind I of a you. glaring omission right now on that offense that mm-hmm. they still have time to address, and maybe some of these younger guys emerge over the course of the offseason. But as of signing day, the lack of getting that bona fide number one stands out to me. All right, Abby, we have time. Uh, one final question. Okay. If you could eat only one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? First of all, that's a little morbid. I mean, um, that's like a <laughs> very deep. Yeah, it's fine. My favorite thing is popcorn altogether. But oh, come on. That's not a meal. That's not a meal. That's going to be your last meal, Sean. <laughs> I'd die on the island pretty quick. Yeah. Should we just do last meal? Last meal. Because okay. like the eating the same meal for the next X amount of years I'm going to be alive doesn't sound all that great. Let's do last meal. Okay, do it. Even more morbid. Do it. Start. <laughs> I'm going to go a big heaping plate of pasta with... And I need to decide if I want a white sauce or a red sauce. I'll go I'll go a white sauce. Go heavy. Go cream. I don't need to worry about calories. Nope. It's my last meal. Go all in. Maybe some sort of like clam linguine. Ooh, that sounds pretty I'm good. I'm doing mahogany prime steakhouse in Omaha. And we know a lot of great ones, but locally that's my favorite one. So give me just... One final meal at the Mahogany Prime Steakhouse. That sounds good. And call it a, call it a day. <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> call it a life. <laughs> call it a life. Cash the chips. <laughs> a little rough. Um, I'm just going chicken burrito. Um, chicken big burrito? Simple. <laughs> big chicken burrito. A, a big chicken burrito. You attempt so hard to create this brand of just <laughs> suffering that you live. <laughs> it's not suffering. Pulling into Taco a John's. Big, get and a big I'm going to get burrito. two margaritas for my last meal. He gets margarita. his coffee from McDonald's every day, and <laughs> what I've gotten him some Starbucks is, I mean, it's like, he's like, this coffee is so good. I'm like, no kidding. It's way better than that McDonald's junk. <laughs> Easy on that. No one. It's not junk. It's not junk. Um, but I'd go with a big, big, not burrito. big chicken burrito with two marks. Two, two marks. marks. Um, and and I would I'd probably be about it. No, no, I'd get beans and rice, too. Beans and rice. Yeah, I'd do a whistle pig whiskey with Why my not? steak. Like a fifteen-year yeah, bottle, not like a good, like yeah. over-the-top, like expensive. Whiskey. Yeah, I want like a seventy-dollar pour of whiskey. Okay, Abby, where are you going to do yours? Come on, Abby. Um, I gotta go hot wings. Oh wings. my that's, god, that's wow. my final meal. You're gonna sweat to your death. Where wings from where? Um, my dad makes the oh. best hot wings ever. Okay. Does he? So that's definitely gonna be my pick. Boneless. If they're boneless, then they're just chicken nuggets. Ooh, so. you got that take. You must really want a good Christmas <laughs> gift from your dad because you're telling him how good his wings are on statewide, worldwide yeah. YouTube broadcasting. I'll, I'll hype it up forever. That They're just chicken nuggets without... I get. I just get boneless all the time. Saucy nugs. Yeah, oh, they're just God. saucy nugs. Interesting. <laughs> hot take. Yeah, that is a hot take. Remember that Nashville hot place we went to, uh, Hattie B's? Yeah. yeah, yeah. For the Hattie bowl games. It was yeah, like Nashville. And Greg, our... our esteemed videographer um, got like a really hot one. It wasn't the hottest, but it was a hot one. And he was like sweating. No, it's painful. That place. Yeah, just dripping onto his sandwich. Like yeah. it was a kind of concerning scene for a minute. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was, was worried hot. about him. He was like was getting rosy cheeks and sweat dripping. Hattie down. B's. I don't know if there's multiple ones in Nashville. There's two or three of them. I think Yeah, we were our hotel. 
was right across the street from a Hattie Bees, and there was a line every morning mm-hmm. for lunch. Well, every Garrett morning. Johns won like the Hattie Bees like <laughs> hot Nashville chicken hot wing competition where Garrett we, John. Not a big lineman by any means. A smaller, like undersized Aurora Nebraska kid. Yeah. And he destroyed like this three hundred and thirty pound Tennessee guy from nope, the South. No and way. I mean just destroy it was like but the key was he didn't eat dinner. He he made that as dinner. I guess the Tennessee guy ate dinner and then tried to do the competition. Yeah. yeah. Tactical error. So Aurora, Nebraska <laughs> ate the most uh Hattie B's hot wings and uh, that deal out there. But all right, when we come back, we'll close the show. I want to hit on basketball because it has been a huge week for Fred Hoiberg and the Huskers um, as they head into the Christmas break. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. One. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of this signing day special. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Um, just got through the mailbag. Do want to close with some Husker hoops because – uh, Fred Hoiberg has this team on one of its best runs possibly we've ever seen under Coach Hoiberg. Um, in one week, they beat Michigan State in Lincoln, kind of a must-win game. And the Spartans go and dismantle Ari- or Baylor. Baylor. Baylor, Baylor. Excuse me. Six-ranked Baylor. Six-ranked Baylor. And then Nebraska goes on the road to Kansas State to get one of its most impressive road wins we've seen from Nebraska in a long time. Um, and here they are, Robin. I mean, Nebraska very well could be 11-2 and two when they go into January to kind of begin that Big Ten play stretch. Yeah, so we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. They play North Dakota tonight, South Carolina State on Friday. So we'll just operate under the assumption that they win those games. Um, According to Ken Palm, they have a 94% chance at beating North Dakota and a 99% chance at beating South Carolina State. So should be a safe assumption, but you never know, especially in these holiday break games. But anyway... Yeah, so that's a pretty good spot to be in. Um, the disappointing thing is, you know, what, what would this season look like even more if they would have finished a job at Minnesota? You know, the Creighton game is what it is. They just, you know, Creighton got hot, and then it was over from there. Like, you can chalk that one up. But the way that they lost that Minnesota game, that's that's the one real black eye, in my opinion, on this season. Because otherwise, they've done exactly what you would want and then some. You know, they took care of business in the first seven games, beat quote-unquote lower-level competition uh, handedly. Uh, They didn't didn't really sweat much of those games. And then to rebound the way that they did and pick up a Michigan State win and a Kansas State win that when all said and done, those could both be quad one victories with the way that those two teams are expected to finish uh, in the final ranking. So they're in a really good spot, you know, assuming they take care of business through the rest of the calendar year. Then you enter the 18-game Big Ten slate against an Indiana team that, you know, they almost lost at home to... Uh, more was it Morehouse. Who was it? That can't be it. But anyway, they lost a almost lost a bye game at home. Morehead State. Morehead State. They beat them by one. And so you know they're a team that's struggling right now. And so that's an opportunity to start two and one in Big Ten play with wins over Michigan State and Indiana. Be pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, like we said all along, the table has been set for Nebraska to really take a jump this year. And so far, uh, outside of really the Minnesota game. They've done their part. They really asserted themselves physically against Michigan State and Kansas State. Against Kansas State, Juwan Gary, did, he had 18 rebounds. Off, yeah, 18 rebounds. And 18, 11, 11 offensive, offensive rebounds. Yep. 11 offensive rebounds is an eye-popping number. I think Bor- Borkart, Tanner Borkart had that in 19, or excuse me, 2020. 
but you just don't see you don't see it they went they went on on the road at Kansas State and held Kansas State to 12 second half points. That's a Kansas State team. I read this all in Robin's report. <laughs> That's a Kansas State team that was averaging 81 points a game, Sean. 81. They scored 12 in the second half. They made four shots. Yeah. They made one field goal over the final 14-45. How stunned were they down there? Stunned. I mean, like... Stunned. I'm sure they thought losing Nebraska was plausible, but just getting the living tar kicked out of them. The groans and after every offensive rebound, you could feel more and more life getting taken out of the fan base because the media section there at Bramlage is kind of behind one of the baskets closer to Nebraska's bench. And so you're surrounded by fans. Like, they're just across That's the right. aisle from you. Yeah. And so we heard <laughs> we heard the groans. But the best part about it, for Nebraska's sake, was at the end of the game when they had the Go Big Red chant going on, and they took over. I've never seen that at a Nebraska road game. Really? And I've been to Is there a several. thousand Nebraska fans there? It was a good, good amount. And there would have been more had the game not been on the same day at the same time of the Volleyball National Championship. <laughs> I mean, other things were going on, but they had a good turnout. And they were loud. At the end of it, and Nebraska gave him reason to be loud. I didn't know that. That's interesting. And that was an ESPN Plus game. Yeah. So again, yeah, nobody saw it. But they like <laughs> ESPN controlled the volleyball broadcast too. Like yeah. they, if they really cared, they could have moved up. The, I mean, there was no need for that game to be head to head. But it, it was a Big Twelve game, though. It wasn't a Big yes, Ten game. So correct. It, you know, the Big Ten doesn't. Big Twelve does not care about yeah. Texas or Nebraska volleyball. So they're getting a big boost right now from Gary. Jawan Gary. Yes. And now Mast is hurt, though. Yeah. Right. So I reported this uh, right. today, Wednesday, that uh, he had his knee scoped on Monday. It's a minor surgery. It's just a cleanup, cleanup. procedure to kind of get rid of some start scar tissue from a previous injury. But he'll probably be out at least a couple of weeks. The expected return is what I was told early January. So what does that mean? I don't know. Because they play uh, Indiana January 3rd, Wisconsin January 6th, and Purdue January 9th. So and, and how he, many of those three games yeah. is he going to miss? Oh, we don't know. I'll tell you what. They can get through this week uh-huh. uh, without him. They should be just fine. But to beat Wisconsin, and especially to beat Purdue, they need him. And so his recovery, especially once they get into that January, is going to be paramount. And the guys go home after the 20th. They come back on the 29th. Is Fred let him go home for about five or six days, Rob? <sighs> yeah, I don't know if it's that many. And they got so many dudes that, you know, what's a going to do, go home? What's Rink going to do, go home? Like, you know, so they, they'll be around. A lot of guys will be around. There'll be some guys that go back home. But if, if they do, it would only be for a handful of days just because – you know, you don't want to be to- totally removed, especially when you get some momentum built up. And Robin, um, you also reported this week, Danny Knee, the famous legendary Nebraska basketball coach, is going to be honored at the alumni weekend. Is that the Northwestern game? Yes, January 20th. And so it's it's not just honoring Danny Knee, it's honoring the 1993-94 Big 8 champion Nebraska basketball team, which was coached by Danny. So he'll be back. Uh, Pikowski will be back, Strickland, all those guys from that team, which, you know, for a lot of Nebraska fans our age, Sean, maybe even you, Sipple, those are some of their fondest memories mm-hmm. of, of rooting for this program. So mm-hmm. should be a cool day. Has and, he been to a game? Uh, last time he was in Lincoln that I know and made a public appearance was 2009 when he was back for the uh, his induction into the Nebraska Basketball Hall of Fame. So it's been a while. Did he go to the game that weekend? Yes. He was honored uh, at halftime with Strickland, I believe, because Strickland was inducted that same day as well. So he's been back, but it's been a long time. And he talked about this on the Huskers uh, radio network uh, when they, they announced that he was coming back, that 
he was a little hesitant at first because he doesn't know anybody here. Like he didn't know Fred. He doesn't know anybody in the administration. Doesn't know Pavelka. Yeah, like it. yeah. He thought he thought Pavelka was gone. So like he's, he's so far removed that he was. But Fred actually got on the phone and called him personally and nice. invited him to come back. That's and it was nice. cool listening to Fred actually like interview Danny Nee on that radio show. You get a chance to check it out. And you're a Nebraska fan. That's how Fred do pretty cool radio. He was good. He was good. I mean, with Danny, you just say, "Hey, Danny, talk about this," and then. Yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes later you can yeah. get your next question yeah. Danny he had like his own line of ties <laughs> back in the day on Gary Michaels and I mean he, he did like commercials for good yeah. rich ice cream they should do Valentino's with the student pizza. section they should give out ties or something like that I think that'd be cool he was a, ca- a colorful character now he's an ex-marine and he was tough he was a tough coach I always remember when he was butting heads with, with Norm Stewart on the side I mean it was it, those games were so intense well you, you'd be not surprised at all that he dropped about like five or six mild swear words on his oh, radio yeah. interview. He played with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> in high school. Correct? That's right. He, I, that Sean, they're on the same high school team. The elephant memory came through again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he played at pa- is it Power Memorial? Yeah, and, and they were on the same high school. Lou Alcinder back. I then. hope we don't. No, he that. did. I know that. Okay, so that don't game that, that game is on a Saturday too. So it'd be a Saturday afternoon evening tip alumni weekend ninety three ninety four squad back Danny Knee in the house. That'll Hopefully be between now and then, Nebraska can uh, continue to hold serve and, and keep things interesting. Could get really. I love the love my weekend. You get a couple guys get the mic and say. Usually get Dave Hoppin or someone on the mic and mm-hmm. get the crowd. Chubbick, he's usually good at that. And the, obviously the team's doing really well, so it should be a good. That would be a potentially a, a big weekend in Lincoln. So uh, lots to look forward to. And remember, um, check out huskerline.com. Well, full coverage. We've got plenty of signing day recaps and pieces still to come. Uh, we got a great special as well. Two months of access to Oscar Online. Promo code NU1 will get you on. Uh, we've had hundreds of people take advantage of this from our YouTube viewers. Uh, take advantage of this special at NU1 at Oscar Online. Uh, signing off, though, for Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. I'm Sean Callahan. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 